Welcome to Wonder in Reality. This is Jim Harwell. I'm with teacher Jeff Adams. Jeff is teaching about Christmas and the feasts and many aspects of Christmas and our traditions and so forth, but all with the focus on Jesus Christ and on how God sent His Son to the earth as a man, even though Jesus Christ is God Almighty, amen. He. This is part two of this series, and it's going to focus on... I'm going to let Jeff just, just um, reveal this, but it's one of the themes of part two is on the, the feast Hanukkah and Purim, which are two additional feasts in addition to the seven, and how this applies to us today. So... Jeff, can you um, pray for our listeners, and then I want to let you get right into the teaching about these feasts related to the Christmas season. Okay. Father, in Jesus' name, we come to you, and again, I lift up every single person on this podcast that's listening. You know where they are, and you are a relationship God. What separates Christianity from any other form of religion is because it's a relationship, Mm. and you sent Jesus because you want, a, you want a relationship with people. Mm. And I thank you for that. And I, I just glorify you for this season that we're in. And may we, that you anoint our ears to hear what you're doing and the truth in your words, that it may change us and we can help change the world. In amen. Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jeff. We spoke recently about this, and it was some new information that I did not know. But can you... And in part one, you mentioned about about Hanukkah and about. Can you just continue on about about those two two additional feasts, which are, as far as I know, they're not as well known as this as the main seven. So there are seven feasts mentioned in the Book of Leviticus that everybody knows about. Uh, you know, it's it's Passover, it's Pentecost, it's all it's, it's all mentioned there, and it, mm-hmm. it, God tells us how to celebrate, and um, and so. If you had to put everything in a, uh, you know, what what are all nine feasts? Because there are seven major feasts and two minor feasts. What is the very common reality and theme of all of them? And it's ten words. They tried to kill us. God saved us. Let's eat. (laughs) That's good. And so... That seems to be the story of the Jewish people, wow. and at some some point I will uh, will have another podcast, and I will you know tell you why uh, the world has hated and gone after Jews uh, for so many thousands of years. Mm. You know, why these? Why, why would people care? Why would people care about this little piece of country that's in the size of New Jersey? You know, why are they trying to destroy it when there's you know it represents such an extremely small part of of that, but that's going to be for another another time. But mm. but that if you can remember that they tried to kill us, God saved us. Let's see, that's the theme of all feasts. So you've got mm. seven Levitical feasts. You've got what's called the two minor feasts. Now the Bible doesn't call it minor feasts. We do that, but these two feasts, Hanukkah and Purim, were not implemented. Uh, they were not. Uh, God did not implement this in the Scripture to say celebrate Hanukkah and Purim. But He absolutely honored it very much. Mm. These were made by the, the priest, said we need to have a celebration, we need to have a feast for this. And so what is Hanukkah? 
Um, obviously, it's, uh, it's, it's if everybody, if you've seen, if you, you've got a Hanukkah, which is that the, 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 the light, it's, it's the menorah, so to speak, mm-hmm. and that is what you, you have the eight candles and you have the lighted candles. So what is it all about? So uh, the Syrians, Greeks, came and overtook the temple, and they defiled the temple. They did everything that they could do to try to spit in the eyes of a holy God and the Jewish people. And they uh, actually did things like getting a pig and sacrificing it at the Holy of Holies. All of these things were just horrible. So uh, a man by the name... When did, can I ask, when was that? I mean, what... Uh, yes, in 165 B.C., Wow. So okay. So all right. All right. So I just wanted to. Yep. So 165 BC, uh, this happens, uh, and so you know they're they're defiling the temple, and so Judah Maccabees was quite a hero and quite a brave man, and he got a bunch of a ragtag ragtag army and said, "Let's go get the temple back. God's going to be with us," and uh, went in the temple and. Basically, they won the battle over the, the Greek and Syrian armies, and they get the temple back. Well, when they were in there, they only found just a cruise of oil. Well, a cruise only lasted about a day. Okay, so they, you know, they they lit that as they're cleaning up the temple, and they notice that this is all the oil we have. Well, next thing you know, it's been two and three and four days, and this cruise of oil is still burning. How in the world? It's, there's only enough for one day. And then it lasted eight days. Hmm. So that's the miracle of Hanukkah, is that God made that oil uh, in that cruise last the full eight days. And, um, you know, it's it's all about rededication. In fact, did Jesus celebrate the feast uh, or the, the Hanukkah? And the answer is yes. If you go to John 10, you'll see that it's uh, it said when Jesus went to celebrate the feast of dedication, so Hanukkah actually means dedication. Mm. And so, yes, he did celebrate Hanukkah, and he said, celebrated Purim, and I'm going to show you that in a second, too. Wow. So he absolutely did because it was about what they did is they went and they celebrated what Judah Maccabees and everybody did, and also the miracle of the of the lights lasting eight days. Amazing. So and, now, uh, wait, wait. Yeah. That, that's in John 10. John 10, verse 22, it's called the Feast of Dedication. And and uh, so Hanukkah, does that mean dedication? dedication? The word means dedication. Wow, and so Jesus was Jewish and he celebrated that. That's right there and that's amazing. And okay. Absolutely. And we just don't hear about that, do we? Right. We just don't hear about it. And... Um, so, you know, it, it just, uh, again, when you when you celebrate both Hanukkah and the birth of Jesus and, and all of that, it just makes, uh, you know, such an incredible story. And, and can I add, in part one, you mentioned, uh, can you repeat, I think it was Jesus, okay, he was born during the Feast of Tabernacles. Right. But nine months earlier... When he was conceived, was when was that? What feast? That was Hanukkah, exactly nine months earlier, which is called the, the festival or feast of lights. Well, so again, Jesus said, I'm the light of the world. Yes. Again, that's not a coincidence that the light of the world was conceived 
during the Festival of Lights. Wow, okay, okay. And that's would would be basically in well, if we looked at modern times, we know Hanukkah occurs in in December, right? It's it's Right. Okay. Yeah, and it could be any any time, you know, they're not on a they're on a lunar calendar. And so it's a little bit different from our calendar. Okay, yeah. So that's the reason why it's not always going to be a specific day. Okay. It's, it could be anywhere from, in fact, sometimes Hanukkah is as, can be as late as the last couple of days of November, but it's used almost always in December and, and can sometimes be the same time as Christmas. Okay. I just wanted to confirm that, and I'm sorry, mm -hmm. you were going to go on with the other, the other feast. Right. Okay. All right, so I mentioned that Jesus did celebrate Hanukkah. And do you think that when he went into the temple to celebrate, people put two and two together and say, oh, you were actually born on the Feast of Tabernacles. You were actually, you know, conceived at Hanukkah. Probably not. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know, like during the, the night of Passover, do you think when, they, when Jesus said, this is my body? This is my blood. Do you think that the disciples really understood that? Wow. I very seriously doubt that, no. Mm -hmm. But what he was saying in Passover was, as often as you come to this part of the Passover, say, or do it in remembrance of me because this is my body. Mm. All these thousands of years we've been celebrating, and it's about me. You know, this is my body, this is my blood that I'm, I'm sharing for all of mankind. Mm -hmm. so, uh, but, so that's what Hanukkah is. It's, a, it's an absolutely wonderful celebration, and it's a time of joy. You know, one of the great things about these feasts is God wants us to have fun. Amen. And they're all supposed to be incredibly fun. Now, Yom Kippur would be an exception because it's about atonement of sins. You know, this is this is it's when the priests would go into the Holy of Holies and make atonement. So that's not necessarily a a joyous time, but it's a time of reflecting. It's a time of fasting. And, oh God, you know, help me with my my my, my flesh, my sin. Mm. And forgive me, and, and so that's a that's a time of reflection. But all the others are really supposed to be very joyous times. And so that leads us up to the feast that usually takes place in March, and it's Purim, and it's called the Feast of Esther. All right. So we all, uh, if you don't know the story, I would highly uh, encourage you to read the Book of Esther. Uh, and just again, you know, there were forces that tried to kill the Jewish people. And God raised up Esther to intervene and to go into the presence of the king after just doing so much uh, uh, intercession and having, having so many people praying for her. And she did everything, and God honored her heart, and it saved the Jewish people. So Purim, yes, is about... They tried to kill us. God saved us. Let's eat. Wow, wow. So, uh, but so as I said, Jesus celebrated this. This took place 124 B.C. So it's not that too, too far away from, from Hanukkah when that all took place. So uh, in 124, uh, this all, you know, they tried to kill the Jews. God ended up, they tried to, they set up the gallows, if you know the story. If not, uh, we won't go into all all, all of it now, but they set up gallows to, to hang uh, Mordecai and all of these people. And what ended up happening is Haman, who's the bad guy who plotted this this plan, uh, ended up being hanged. Mm. And so, you know, it's a it's a Purim is really a fun time. It's it's I, I think 
the uh, the Jewish version of Halloween. And what I, what, I, what I mean by that is people dress up. You dress up as a character. You dress up as anything you want. But it's it's really fun to dress up, whether it's Queen Esther or Mordecai or Haman and whatever. But when you read the whole book of Esther, which is what you do in this, every time you come to the name Haman, you blot his name out of the book of life. And you have noisemakers and you boo and all of this. So when you read the story, it comes to the name Haman. Everybody makes these booze and cheers, and so it's, it's kind of a fun time, but you see all kind of of uh, costumes being done. So when you look uh, in the book of John, again, chapter 5, it talks about this. Uh, and so every time when there is a major feast, the Bible mentions it by name. What's interesting is in John chapter 5, it just says that Jesus went to celebrate the feast on the Sabbath. Okay. Well, it didn't. It didn't name the name. All right. But when you start looking at that period of time between 25 A.D. and 35 A.D., and you look, okay, well, what feast actually fell on the Sabbath that could have possibly be referring to this? There's only one feast, and it's Purim. Really? Yes. So again, so Jesus celebrated Purim as well. And that's John chapter five. John chapter 5, yes. When you look at it, it said Jesus went to celebrate a feast. And then you start digging in and say, okay, let's, you go back in time and you see which which feast could have possibly fallen on the Passover. There was only, I mean, on the Sabbath, there's only one, and that's for them. <laughs> that's amazing. Um, I'm, I'm looking at John chapter 5. Can, do you know what verse or what? Um... Uh, let's see here. It talks about him going uh, on the Sabbath to celebrate a feast. I'm not looking at it right now. And basically, John chapter 5, a man healed at the pool of Bethesda. Yeah. First verse, after this, there was a feast of the Jews. Yep, that's it. Okay, and Jesus yep. went up to Jerusalem. Right. Wow, so, okay, so these two minor feasts, we call them minor feasts. The Bible right. doesn't say that. But it's right. Hanukkah and Purim. How do you spell Purim? P-U-R-I-M. That's if people want to look that up. Um, right. That's just amazing. And oh, can you just here's something I wanted to at least ask. Okay. That that summary that you gave is really interesting. You know, let's let's celebrate. Let's eat in a typical mm -hmm. feast. I know that there's seven feasts in three seasons. How can can you bring it to today? Like, what would they? How many days did some of these feasts last? Did obviously they had meals and they celebrated. Right. But can you just maybe? Some people think we think, oh, this is thousands of years ago, and it's is a faraway place. But what right. would they do during the feasts? Okay. Well, again, everything's about about food for them. So they would have times of singing, they would have times of dancing, and it was just a real, real joyous time. And obviously they would have plays and they'd act out the whole story of mm. Esther and, and uh, Mordecai and Haman and, and King Xerxes. And so they would have plays, and sometimes they still do okay. uh, to this day. Okay, and that's why you mentioned they would you know, dress up and, and so forth. Right. But they right. would have... so. Just a, another overview and for our listeners, it's in Leviticus 23, 
But Correct. the seven feasts are in three seasons. So the, the first three would be, for us today, kind of like the spring. In Correct. the spring, yeah. And then 50 days later, Pentecost. And then right. the, uh, the final three in the fall. But So they would have meals, right, and just celebrate. Correct, yes. Okay. Yes. And they, like I said, there was a lot of singing. Uh, you know, part of Passover, uh, the, the fourth cup, which is a cup of praise, was all about, I mean, so many songs. They would actually sing a lot of the psalms. Uh, if you look at Psalm 114 to 118, it's called the Hallel, that, those five chapters in Psalm. And it's there's just so much from the rising of the sun till it's going down. The name of the Lord shall be praised. Wow. That's part of it. Wow. So that's one of the songs that Jesus sang. Amen. You know? Uh, and of course, obviously not necessarily to our tune, but they would sing all of those songs. That's 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 awesome. And I mean, this is just to think. <laughs> I mean, one of the I know a lot of people have said one of their favorite gospels or books of the Bible is the Gospel of John. Well, mm-hmm. right right there in John chapter five and ten mm-hmm. is about the feasts and absolutely yeah. So, yeah, Jeff, please, can you comment on how God is restoring these, these uh, you know, about the feasts? Uh, absolutely. So, you know, I grew up not even hearing about these, you know, in the, in the church. Mm-hmm. And I would say that that's very, very common uh, about that. But what has taken place, is, in my opinion, God is, is uh, restoring the spirit of Ruth to the church. I think that the spirit of Ruth was supposed to be on us uh, as the church and us walking in that since day one, but we did not. We, What is the spirit of Ruth? Well, if you know the story without getting into it too much, you know, Ruth uh, was, uh, was, not, was not Jewish. And, uh, you know, she uh, was there and married into Naomi's family. Naomi uh, had, and, and her husband had two boys, Malin and Killian, and they were Jewish, and they, they go off to the land of Boaz, and we know that uh, they were killed. All three men were killed. Naomi, in her distress, says uh, to her daughters-in-law, which were Ruth and Orpah, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going back to Israel because I'm in grief, but you guys go back to your pagan gods and your pagan people. Well, what mother-in-law would say that? You know, she truly loved her, and she was converted. And it's, it's no different from if you know if a, if a Christian family goes over to the Middle East and you know the three men died uh, for, for whatever reason. I mean, would a Christian mom say to her new daughters-in-law that had that have been converted to Christianity, go back to Islam, hmm. go back to your pagan gods? Of course not. She's not thinking correctly, Naomi, because she's in such grief. Hmm. So, and this is where. Ruth says the following that is should be uh, again. I think such a, a statement and such a theme for us as Christians. Naomi, where you go, I go, and your God will be my God, and your people will be my people. Mm. But what the Christians did, or what we've done since you know since the beginning, is that we took their God but kicked the people to the curb. The Jewish people to the curb. Mm. So, so God is saying, "Uh, uh-uh, that's not my will. You take, you take me, which is 
which is the Jewish, you know, God, but you also take the people. And mm. by doing that, I mean, there's so many incredible benefits that takes place with the church when we when we bless Israel, when we bless the Jewish people. Mm. Uh, yeah. Even to the point of, you look at the greatest dates in, in modern Jewish or Israeli uh, history, 1948. What happened in 1948? Israel became a nation. Well, yeah. it was also the, an incredible birth of the Latter-day Rain movement, the healing movement. All of these things took place in 1948. 1967, Jerusalem becomes in the hand, gets in the hands of, the, of Israel for the very first time in 2,000 years ago. What happened in 1967 to the church? the charismatic movement and the outpouring that so many of us have, have come into mm. and that mm. affected hundreds of millions of people. Yes. Uh, in the 1990s, a decade is called the decade uh, of more people, more Jewish people moved uh, to Israel than any other period in time. Over Well over a million people in a 10-year period moved to Israel. Wow. Well, so how does that affect the church? That ten-year period of the church—if you—if you were—if you lived through that, you were in the church. It's been the decade of evangelism. Also, there have been more outpourings that have taken place during that ten-year period than any other time in history for the church. Also, wow. I mean, think about this: the, the Brownsville revival. You got the Toronto blessing. You got the South American revival. You got the Wel the Welch. Uh, you got—I mean, the, uh, the the English. The, uh, revival that took place. So many outpourings, Australia, everything happened in the 90s. It's like, whoa, what in the world? Well, wow. there's a correlation between when Israel is blessed, when we bless Israel and Jewish people, then God blesses us, the church. Amen, amen. So that's why the organization that I'm with, Operation Exodus, does exactly this. Our job is not necessary to evangelize, but to transport the Jewish people and let the Holy Spirit do the rest. Amen. Wow. Uh, so, uh, because that's what God has called us, is just to get the Jewish people help them get to the land, fulfilling last day's prophecy. And Isaiah chapter 43, 23 through 25 says, I'm going to call to the Gentiles to carry the sons and daughters back to Israel, which is us. So we have our mandate to just to bring them back to the land. Amen. And so Ezekiel says, the book of Ezekiel says, when I get them back to the land, I will sprinkle clean water on them and give them a new heart. Yes. So incredible, incredible uh, prophecies are being fulfilled right before our very eyes. That is, is fascinating. I want to add Jeff as a regional representative for Operation Exodus. So he's actually involved in this and he's been to Israel five times and so and I, I did not realize can I add like in the 90s you mentioned a lot of revivals mm -hmm. I'm guessing that there were revivals on you know virtually every continent there but, actually was yeah Africa with absolutely yeah. bonkers yeah. with the power of God and, and millions of people saved yeah. yes the Ron Hart Bunky was so prevalent in the 90s, his, his revivals. Yes, yes. I, I was going to mention him. That you mentioned some of the other ones I, I had not, mm -hmm. I, I, I did not know about. I know in the U.S., in North America, mm -hmm. um, 
you know, the, the great other men of God like Benny Hinn and mm-hmm. Kenneth Hagin and um, many others around the world. Um, well, and, and one of the teachings I've heard is, is that it's for the Jews first and then for the Gentiles. That's you know. right. Yeah. Um, well... Jeff, thank you very much for being on this week on Wonder and Reality. And there's so much content here. It's just, it's fascinating, but also, and, and enlightening. And I myself am going to listen to these messages uh, again. But thank you, Jeff, and keep up the great work. Thank you. It's been my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Great. And we hope to have Jeff on in the future. And let me just say blessings to listeners especially during Christmas season and please do visit wonderreality.org a lot of free materials on, on the website most of our websites are on the home page and blessings and thanks for following this podcast <laughs>